Can we begin this off the record? How about we start this off the record? I'd like to begin off the record if we could, and then we can go back and get you what you need. That is how most flax press secretaries, political operatives, mercenaries talk to political reporters these days. If you're a political reporter and you're an operative and you're listening to this, you know it. If you're not, this might be eye-opening to you. But this is the process now, and it's been going on for hundreds of years. It's just, I think it's getting more prevalent in rudimentary, pretty basic conversations. And it's started started to get to me a bit. I'm David Katniss, and this is the rant on Too Close to Call, but you already know that. And if you're an operative, as I said, you're going to know what I'm talking about. This is going to resonate with you. A lot of regular people don't know how it works. So I'm going to rant on the behind-the-scenes process, which I'm starting to get a little bit more uncomfortable with. Now, let me say at the outset, Anonymous sources are imperative for journalism to work. You need to be able to trust journalists that they're not going to expose people that have very important information that either the government is suppressing or people in power wouldn't naturally tell a reporter. But... It also acts as a veneer of protection for press secretaries, many of whom are paid in taxpayer money to field field questions from reporters every day. And this goes on every day. And the truth is, (laughs) the reason they can't be on the record is because the truth is not always their ally. So the ability to level with a reporter and really tell that reporter what's going on requires the cloak of anonymity, which requires it to be off the record. Now, you'll see a lot in in stories you read, you know, a source familiar familiar with the operation or an aide to candidate X. That That means background. A lot of people, by the way, don't even know the difference between off the record and background. A lot of people will say, this has got to be off the record. And then you as a reporter say, can I use this but not attribute it to you? And they say, oh, sure. That's background. That's background with the description of the source. Off the record, in the most literal sense, means you can't use it. That's the term. But a lot of people confuse it. I have a lot of sources that are fine being on background, but they say they want it, they describe it as off the record. So you got to be careful. The first thing you have to do is really define what that means because it means off the record and background mean different things to different sources. They have different definitions of it. So you've got to establish that. The problem is, the problem is <laughs> flax are applying off the record to everything they do all day long. Not even for high stakes conversations or questions. Even small ball things. And I'm starting to wonder if I should not allow it as much as I do. Here's the problem. 
off the record grants you access to information that they would not tell you otherwise. You get to get a real feel of what's going on inside a senator's head or a president's positioning on an issue or inside a campaign, as I'm often dealing with. But you can't use it unless you go back and negotiate. And the problem becomes when they tell you things that you know are titillating, compelling, valuable, just plain old interesting to the public. You know these things, and then you ask them to put it on the record, and they say, no, not comfortable with that. But you can use the other stuff, which is usually more bland, which is usually the party line, which is usually just pumping up their person. This happens all the time. But there's this dance that goes on with reporters and flacks about how much you can get out of them. And... And then a lot of times it's it's the description of the sourcing. If they'll allow it, it goes back and forth into the description of this, in, into the, in the, so the sourcing. You know, you'll have the candidate himself say, a person close to X, but you can't say it's me. I want a person close to. Some don't even want to be affiliated with the office, even though it's coming from the office. And look, with the most highly sensitive in, information, there are only a few people in these offices that know. There's not a huge band of people that know. So for reporters, it's very easy to identify sources when they're described as a person familiar with. I mean, with Trump, it was so obvious who the leakers were. There were only a certain amount of people in the room with him that had real power. They were the ones talking to reporters. I mean, everybody in in, in Trump world, I guess, was talking to reporters. But I mean, in the White House, if they're bringing you in the Oval Office. Anyway. I just had an incident this week that was much much more low-grade than anything that you, you read about Trump, but that's on background or off the record. I just had to inquire about a congressman who canceled with constituents, and the constituents mentioned it to me. They were supposed to have a meeting in Washington. They came to Washington for this meeting. They canceled. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a five-alarm fire, but you have to ask the this congressman's office what was the deal? And the press secretary for this member of Congress was like, hey, can we do this off the record? And I said, look, this is not that high stakes of a, of a, not highly sensitive, not high stakes. This is about why you didn't show up. And it's really your job. This is a constituent who said you didn't show up. And it's really your job as a paid employee of the government on the taxpayer dime to talk. You're the you're a press secretary. You're a communications director. But this is standard operating procedure. You start off the record and then you go back and see how much you can get. So I went back and forth in my head a bit about this. And I said, fine, you can go off the record as long as you promise me that you're going to put something on the record. You are going to respond before my deadline, before I publish. This press secretary said, fine. So we danced back and forth about the reason the congressperson wasn't there, the, the, the office wasn't there for this constituency meeting. Finally, I, you know, and then it becomes a way for them, because it's all off the record, I know the reasoning now, but I can't use it. It becomes a reasoning for them to argue, hey, this isn't a big deal. Now you've heard it. I've given you the down low. Why is this even in the story? Don't even bother. I said, look, a constituent raised it. 
I'm checking in. If you don't want to respond, that's fine, but it's going to be in the story. Well, why does it have to be in the story? Again, this is all this is all the negotiating the negotiation part that goes that goes on. And you know, you can understand why some of these most flax, I shouldn't even say flax in their twenties or or thirties. I mean, even older operatives don't want to. They don't want to go on it. They 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 say come. Well, come back. Everything's out of our conversation. I'll have a thirty minute conversation off the record, and then you come back and you got to negotiate. And I can understand why they don't. They don't want to make a mistake. And in casual conversations, you can say things more loosely that will allow themselves to be politicized and hurt your boss and hurt your client. I understand that. But there is also a tactic, and they hold all the power in this. The flags hold all the power. They, they are the gatekeepers of information. So if you say, no, I'm not going to go off the record, then you're not going to get the real deal. You might just get a bland statement. And this is the bargain, the devil's bargain that reporters have to play with. But I am seriously contemplating playing it less and seeing how that goes. Um, so they hold all the power as a gatekeeper's information. So you have to agree to their terms, but you can, you can set the terms. The one power lever you have is to say, look, we can't go on. We're not allowing you to go off the record on this or even background. If it's really explosive, you've got to, you've got to fess up. You've got to either say this happened, deny it. Something has to be on the record. Otherwise, we'll just say you're not commenting and move on. And if it's a bad story, if it's a negative story for that person, they're usually going to want to play ball. They're usually going to want their voice in the story. Either denying it, adding context, and there is always context to be added. So that is the bargain that goes on every day with every reporter. I would say this involves 85 to 90% of my calls and conversations. They start with, can you go off the record? It's off the record. And then you're going back. The real, <laughs> the real thorn hiccup. What's the word I'm looking for? All right, I'll stop trying to be creative. Problem with this is if sometimes they tell you things off the record, and then what they'll put on the record is almost not contradictory, but a different message, a different line, because they know this is for public consumption versus what they told you off the record is just them trying to be real with you. Because they also want to, they're not going to lie to you. They, most, a lot of sources don't want to lie to you off the record because they want to show that they have knowledge of what's really going on, that they're not naive, that they get the joke, quote unquote, one of the favorite Washington uh, lingo phraseology. But, you know, I wonder from regular people, if they knew how this process worked, how comfortable they would be with it. Allowing sources repeatedly to speak off the record and then coming back and renegotiating what's on. So you go, you go off, you get the goods, and you're like, can I have this? Can I use this? No. Can I use this? No. Can I use it? Yes, this is fine. Well, that was the fourth thing I wanted to use. It's less salient. It's less closer to the truth but it is what you will give me. And therefore that's what I have. 
The question is, do you put that in the story if you know the first three things that they said off the record are closer to the truth? But on the other hand, if you impose this draconian rule, hardline rule of saying you are not allowed, you're not going to allow anybody to speak off the record, people are just not going to talk to you. You're not going to have an inside straight on what's really going on. This is the gamble. This is the choice, the dilemma that reporters have to make. I'm sure from the flack end, they have to make how much they want to reveal. That's their choice. How much they want to deal with the story. How much of a story will be negative if they participate versus not participating. They have to weigh that cost-benefit analysis. And again, I understand that it has, this has to be this way in many cases, in many cases where there's sensitive information evolved. I'm just saying I am here today in this rant saying it has gotten so prevalent that the off-the-record conversations have gotten out of control on stuff that should be just handled in a 10-minute exchange. And I don't see it changing. Anyway, but I'd be open to your ideas of how it should work or how it could work better. Flax, fellow reporters. What am I getting wrong about this? Is off the record out of control? Send me your thoughts. It's DaveCatneys at gmail.com. And while you're there, if you've liked this, share this post. To grow our Too Close to Call family. And hey, maybe even subscribe. Become a paid subscriber. Which many of you have done in the last two months since we've lost paid subscriptions. And I deeply appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy weekend. This was all off the record.